Hey guys, what's up for this installment of Find Your Film? These are the interviews for this award-winning movie, Pakistani film called Joyland. And it's one of my favorite films this year. I think right now probably going to be a top five for me. And it will be hard for me to actually... Initially, I was thinking maybe four and a half out of five. But as the weeks progress, this is the problem with rating films. It's tough to rate a film right immediately after you see it. I think one should let it soak in a little bit. I've let this movie soak in to my blood, my consciousness within the last several weeks. And this is pretty much a five out of five for me. I love Joyland so much. It's won a whole bunch of awards. It's being released by Oscilloscope Laboratories. First off on in New York, April 7th at Film Forum. And then just go to the Joyland site as far as screening information where you can actually get it. And you hopefully it is playing in your neighborhood next week. Sorry for that noise. Next week, it will be playing over at Pleasantville, New York at the Jacob Burns Film Center. And then it will roll out to different cities in Canada and the U.S. on April 21st and then April 28th as well. If you can catch it in the theaters, well, let's, let's, let me see here. It goes the the rollout goes all the way through May 19th at Tacoma, Washington at the Grand Cinema. I will actually leave a sh- on the show notes the, the site for Joyland where you can actually watch this film. It is a visually striking film, great performances. And yeah, just pr- for me, it's a masterpiece of filmmaking from director Saeem Sadiq. And it also, who are the stars here? I'm going to look right now. Okay, so my bad. Ali Junejo, Alina Khan, Rasti Farooq are the actors I interviewed along with Saeem Sadiq, the director. So it comes in two sets. The first set is Ali Junejo. He's the actor. He plays Hader. And his wife is the character Mumtaz. And Mumtaz is played by Rasti Farooq. So they're together in one block and they're answering questions. And the other block is Alina Khan. She plays the trans actress Biba. She's fantastic. All three of them are, are great in this movie. She has a, oh, excuse me, she has a scene stealing performance in the picture, but Rasti Farooq as Mumtaz, she has her moment to shine as well within her character's journey, journey and hater, a very frustrating character and because of his silence in many, many parts of the movie. But Ali Junejo, he actually addresses that silence of hater's character during the interview. So very interesting insights from him. And unfortunately, the move, the interview's 20 minutes. I wish I actually had 30 minutes. It was just a, a really crammed day. It's good that even several minutes with these actors would be wonderful, but I, the interview cuts off at the end because I wanted Saeem Sadiq to actually talk about how the movie has changed his life. But the great thing about it is the other actors really talk about how the success of Joyland over in Cannes recently, about, I think, was it a month ago? It won the best international feature film at the Film Independent Spirit Awards. So if you go on IMDb right now, awards, it has 15 wins. And 17 nominations. So this is a highly celebrated movie. The plot synopsis goes as such on IMDb. Quote, the youngest son in a traditional Pakistani family takes a job as a backup dancer in a Bollywood style burlesque and quickly becomes infatuated with a strong-willed trans woman who runs the show. Again, that trans woman who runs the show is Biba, played by Alina Khan. And she, I I hope to see her in more Pakistani films. She is just fantastic. Actually, both, again, like I said, all of these actors are wonderful. And Ali Junejo as Hader, as the, pretty much he was a house husband for a great deal of his life until 
it's he gets his job at this Bollywood style production. Ultimately, what that hap- what happens with that is his wife, who is was successful in her own career and she was on the come up and really enjoying her life as a professional. Mumtaz, play, again played by Rati Farooq, she has to make a huge sacrifice and sacrifice her career and eventually move actually spend her days and nights just doing chores in this Pakistani household. So just a very immersive movie. I think that I'm trying to look for the running time. I think it's around 127 minutes. Why not? But not one wasted minute in this movie. Just a really beautiful, uncompromising, heartbreaking, uplifting. All of it runs a gamut of emotions. And this is one movie that when it comes out on streaming or Blu-ray or DVD or digital, if it comes out on digital, I'm going to immediately buy it. It's one of those movies that has a great deal of rewatchability factor for me, at least. And I can't wait to share this movie Joyland with more people, fellow cinephiles down the road. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Once you see this, again, if you're in New York, it's going to be playing at the Film Forum. But then again, there's others. It's going to be in LA on April 21st at the New Art, in Seattle, April 21st at the, what is it? The SIF Cinema Uptown. Just a whole different, yeah, just a whole different, uh, whoops, sorry, my Deandra, my friend Deandra is texting me. I, I, I don't know if you guys care about that, but she is actually the voice, the VO person over at the opening of Cinematics. The reason why she's texting me was I was actually asking her, how far is the film forum or film forum from where you are? Because I'm going to immediately tell her, go there on during the weekend of April 7th, this coming weekend, and please see Joyland. So that's it. Anyways, that's why, why you heard all the bells and whistles. So anyways, enjoy the interview with Joyland. Some more stuff with Find Your Film down the road. I'm actually, even though I post maybe one episode per week, I'm going to ramp it up to about two or three episodes per week. I'm going to have different things that I'm going to do. Maybe when I do these interviews, I'm not going to smush everything together in one episode. Like I have an interview with um, Andy Fickman, the director behind One True Loves. I'm going to actually put that in tomorrow's feed. So basically, you're going to hear a lot more Find Your Film interviews spread out through different installments, okay? And I'm going to put different movie-related stuff, some personal stuff on my end as well. So anyways, I didn't want to smush in One True Loves and Joyland into one episode because Joyland is one big smorgasbord of a cinematic experience. And it's a very awesome interview. You might not be able to differentiate the actors and Saeem and Alina does not speak English, so you'll be able to differentiate her. And Sadiq is the one who, Saeem, Sadiq is the one who's translating her stuff. So that's how you're going to recognize them. I also put a time code, timestamp, so you'll get to know who's answering what questions in the show notes, okay? Again, Joyland, love this movie so much, five out of five. I am hoping to get screening links for Bruce and Eric to, for them to actually review it, maybe thinking maybe on the week of April 21st, because the week of look the week of April fourteenth. It's again only in New York, specifically in Pleasantville. But on April twenty first, there's tickets available in L.A., Seattle, Montreal, Toronto, again Montreal, Dallas. Oh wait, and that's it. And then Dallas and Edmonton on April twenty eighth, San Diego and Plano, Texas. Yeah, yeah, whole bunch of stuff. I'll send you the, check out the links from where from where um us oscilloscope laboratories is are playing joyland love this movie again i said 100, 127 minutes it's actually 
two hours and six minutes. It was released in the year 2022. This is, I actually even mentioned this during the interview. This is the first Pakistani film that I know of that I've seen, I think. And I'm pretty ignorant with Pakistani cinema, but if they're as good as Joyland moving forward, this is going to be just a whole bunch of gems to unearth uh, on my side. So if you have any Pakistani films that you love or whatever, hit me up. I would love to hear some of your own recommendations, right? And most importantly, tell me what you think of Joyland. Take care, enjoy these interviews, and thanks for supporting me, Bruce Perky, and Eric Holmes over here at the Find Your Film Podcast. Take care. First question is a question you've been been being asked the last, I guess, week or so, but just what is it like to win the Film Independent Spirit Award? That was, what was the feeling like now that you have some days to process it, just getting that award and actually just being this whole Oscar season, what has it been like for all of you? Just you guys want to go for it? I mean, it's it's been pretty cool. You know, like, um, I think when we shot the film, we knew that it was a really special story and a really special script. And we were working alongside actors. And our entire team really was just um, really, really good. So we were very proud of it. We also didn't anticipate all the different places that this film would take us to. Um, so I feel like at every stage, it's been like, oh, we made it this far. Or we, we made it to Oscar's shortlist or we want it gone so like it's just been like a really wild kind of trajectory to chart and then when we got into the Indie Spirit Awards it was also really exciting and then I, I think I can speak for myself I personally was like I don't, I don't know if we're gonna win you know like getting in is one thing but I don't know if we're gonna win and then we won it and then it was it's kind of surreal honestly this film keeps surprising us and it keeps keeps giving us like just the most wonderful gifts um so it, it's pretty cool yeah the fact that it this movie really surprised me because same the, the idea that this is a very cinematic film, but the actual story feels like it just comes from real life. Can you just talk about as a storyteller making a story that is visually arresting and it's cinematic, but at its heart, it's the story of people and they make mistakes and that you don't have a lot of heroic moments like your average Hollywood movie. Can you speak to that balance, which I thought was beautiful? Um. Of course. Um, it came from a place of, of, I think, honesty and truth and like almost like a selfish exploration because, you know, when you're making your first film, it's kind of um, always for every person, I guess, in some way or the other about things that, you know, that uh, they want to reflect on or investigate or that bother them. And I kind of, I think, very heavily leaned into that a bit more than usual, perhaps with this film where it was about like things that were very personal to me in, in many, many ways, but I knew that it wasn't just the, that they weren't only personal to me, you know, like every person that came on board kind of brought their own truth to it and their own honesty to it. So it just, it, it was always meant to be a film that was very grounded in this level of honesty in an ideal version of that film. But I also didn't, I, uh, there, there is beauty in the lives of these people as well. And I think that's why, uh, you know the title also there is there is some uh, tenderness and beauty and love to be found and I think that sort of uh, for me was very important to reflect not just in the relationships but also visually speaking you know I didn't want it to look like a dull and drab movie and I think it's a it's a bit of a Hollywood cliche when you think of a film coming from a Muslim country that's like a a desert and like, you know, like a woman in a burqa you know like and like a crow flying in a mosque and I like really is not the life that I've lived, is not the life that any of us have lived, really. You know, I think Pakistan is in many ways a very beautiful country. Uh, and, and so it, it wasn't a hardship to, to, to make it look pretty also. 
And this is for the actors. I just, it just seems to me that each of you um, gave great performances, but you didn't leave anything. Uh, you didn't leave anything on the table. You just put everything, your heart and soul into it. How hard was that? Because it really feels like you're not just uh, saying lines. You feel like, it feels like each of you were living the part. How emotionally draining and I guess gratifying was it for you to, to take on that challenge? Um, it took a lot. I think it took a lot from us in different, in different ways. Um, I think part of the world that we read on the script, uh, what's most important about what we read on the script is that there was so much sensitivity to these characters, the way they were written. What Simon and Maggie did with the script was just, was something that spoke to us. I, I, I mean, I can speak for all of us in, in a way that when we read it, it, it really changed things in our mind. We knew this was, a, this was a project, this was a film we wanted to chase. This is a film that we really wanted. This is a story we would be honored to be a part of. And I think when you start working with that intention, whatever the role or whatever the script or whatever the director is asking from you overtly or not, you're willing to give it um, because it's kind of, it's happening itself. So a lot of the times um, I, found, uh, I found myself um, really trying to find a way to get further and further um, into Heather's um, space to try and understand what all his silences really meant um, to him. Uh, and I, a lot of the times I was, I was a bit disturbed by it or maybe a little bit edgy about it. And sometimes I was sad for him and sometimes I really wanted to hug him. Um, and sometimes I wanted to just to like to scream at him a little bit, but you know, he was very much a very, um, alive part of the process. Um, uh, and, and so I think that, I think it became very, very strenuous um, some way through. But then, you know, when, when something like that comes along, you want to you give it everything. This film asked for my soul, so I gave it as, as per requirement. And Rusty, for you, Mumtaz has that moment where she actually feels like um, she found her career just in this really amazing, profound moment. And mm. to, not to give too much away, but can you just talk about exploring the ideas of following your dreams and then maybe having that dream compromised because everyone else tells you what your dream or your life should be. Cause uh, this is a very universal tale. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was complicated, Greg, because you know, you had this character who uh, had somehow managed to kind of arrange her life in a way that she gets to do what she wants, you know, from her in her personal life and her professional life, she's, she's de deriving a lot of meaning from those two spheres of her life. Right. And she's got it good. And then before you know it, like her different aspects of her life are being stripped away. And it was complicated for me because I, in the writing, I was able to understand that despite everything, despite the fact that she's being stripped that way, she's still an agent diable being. And I wanted to capture that. You know, I, I, there were so many layers to, like you said, every single character, I, it, I would have been loath to have like through my performance have like somehow unknowingly collapsed those layers into like a flat kind of an interpretation. I was scared to turn her into a victim, you know? Um, and so those were really complicated things I was struggling with. And yet, you know, my heart was also breaking for what she has to suffer through, you know, in the film um, and the things that she's losing. So it was difficult. It was very challenging. But then I would look around me at my co-actors. I did most of my scenes with Sarvat and Ali. And both of them were bringing all the layers of like their, you know, their the joyous bits of their characters, but also the torment um, and pain that each one of them carries in their everyday lives. And so it was also an exciting space to be in because you knew that you could 
you could do something that you felt a little bit vulnerable about, a little scared about. Um, but then in the scene, it would just come together uh, into something really beautiful, really exciting. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And on that being beautiful, just Alina, I just thought your performance was just iconic. And I look tomorrow, I have to actually present a movie in front of people. I'm nervous, but you, what you do is just amazing and ambitious and staggering and inspirational. How did you do that? I mean, what, what's the secret? I guess I don't, because I, I want to find that secret. So. Uh, because uh, my first experience was that I was working in a feature film and in Pakistan, Pakistan the first time I saw that I was working for a trans character. So it was a difficult time for me to take these things but I had to do it because the first time I saw that I was working in Pakistan to get a chance 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 to get a ना है कि उसे कोई कॉमेडी करके दिखाया गया था या पिसा हुआ दिखाया गया था एक नॉर्मल बीइंग ह्यूमन की तरह जिस तरह हर कोई अपनी जिंदगी में स्ट्रगल करना चाहता है या कुछ ना कुछ करना चाहता है बनना चाहता है तो उस तरह बीबा की भी जिंदगी में यही एक एक स्ट्रगल थी कि वो अपनी जिंदगी में कुछ करना चाह रही थी बाकी मैंने स्क्रिप्ट को बार-बार पढ़ा मेरे लिए सबसे जो मेन बात थी वो ये थी कि मुझे 3 मंथ्स मिले हुए थे फॉर वर्कशॉप तो ये मेरे बहुत अच्छी एक चीज थी कि मैंने तीन माह में मैंने बहुत कुछ सीखा साइम जी ने मुझे अपने साथ बाकी तमाम एक्टर्स के साथ काफी मिलाया ताकि मुझे जरा फील ना हो कि मैं दूसरे लोगों के साथ काम कर रही हूं दूसरे लोगों को ये फील ना हो कि वो एक थर्ड जेंडर के साथ काम कर रहे हैं तो ये चीजें मुझे काफी इंप्रूव करती गई वक्तन वक्त पर ये था कि स्क्रिप्ट जो थी मैं वर्कशॉप में अलग से रिहर्सल करती थी पर घर जाके बैक होम मैं कोशिश करती थी कि मैं उस हर लाइन को पढूं जो बीबा अपनी जिंदगी में कहना चाह रही है उसकी फीलिंग को मैं महसूस करूं क्योंकि जिस तरह मैं एक अलीना एज अलीना मेरी जिंदगी में बहुत सी ड्रीम्स हैं मैं बहुत कुछ करना चाहती हूं मेरी बहुत सी ख्वाहिशात हैं उस तरह जिस उसी तरह साइम जी ने जो बीबा का कैरेक्टर लिखा था उसकी भी एक अपनी फीलिंग्स थी जो वो बताना चाह रही थी लोगों से शेयर करना चाह रही थी स्ट्रगल थी उसकी जिंदगी में तो मैंने उसकी स्क्रिप्ट को पढ़ा और उसको महसूस करने की कोशिश की बाकी जो सब एक्टर्स थे वो बहुत अपने काम में बहुत एक्टिव थे और उनको देख मुझे काफी हासिल हुआ कि मैं भी अपने काम को अच्छे तरीके से इंप्रूव करके दिखा पाऊं क्योंकि ये फर्स्ट टाइम था कि हम मेन स्क्रीन में आ रहे थे और मुझे था कि अगर से कहीं कामयाबी नहीं भी मिलती मेरी तो ख्वाहिश थी कि पहले इसको मिले अगर मुझे थी कि कहीं नहीं भी इसको कोई कामयाबी मिलती पर ये कि आने वाले टाइम में जो मीडिया इंडस्ट्री के डायरेक्टर प्रोड्यूसर्स हैं वो जरूर चाहेंगे कि वो हमसे हमारे कैरेक्टर करवाएं ना कि वो मेल या फीमेल को दिखा के हमें मजाक के तौर पे दिखाएं या हमें पिसा हुआ या इस तरह क्योंकि हम बीइंग ह्यूमन हर एक नॉर्मल मर्द या औरत की तरह वो सब कुछ फेस करते हैं वो सब कुछ कर सकते हैं जो एक मेल या फीमेल कर सकती है तो मुझे बड़ा मुझे बड़ी खुशी है कि मैं इस फिल्म का हिस्सा बन रही हूं मैं शुक्रिया अदा करती हूं साइन जी का पूर्वा जी का सरमन सर का के उन सबका साथ था उन सबका प्यार था कि मुझे हिम्मत आई कि मैं ये करूं और ये मुझे करना था क्योंकि फर्स्ट टाइम था मेरी जिंदगी का शेयर ट्रांसलेट Yes, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, she said that it was it was tough, of course. It was a challenging thing for her because she had never done a feature film or like had acted on any other sort of, uh, scale before. It was her first film. And it was also a first time that a trans person was being cast for a trans character and that the first time that a trans character was written this way because usually they're uh, sort of encapsulated in these comedy tropes to make fun of and are portrayed by, by uh, you know, cisgendered male actors. 
Um, she said the script was great and the character was exciting for her because, uh, you know, Biba was a woman who was, who was vulnerable but strong at the same time. And then she, she just had some, all of these layers for her that were very identifiable for her as well. Um, she said that the, the workshops that we did for three months before the, the shoot of the film with the other actors were, su- were really, really helpful for her because she recognized that while it was her first time and she had a lot to learn, but it was also the first time for the other actors working with the trans person and to build that comfort level, we needed that level of time to be able to sort of, you know, be comfortable in each other's presence. Uh, and, and so that really helped her a lot. And then she drew a lot out of her personal experiences as well, because even though the character is different from her, but there's, of course, there's a, there's many layers of similarity in the experiences that she has had in her life with, uh, with Biba's character. And so she was very, very determined to, to make this film because even if it was to fail, she, she, uh, she wouldn't care because she would still be as determined because it was going to set a great precedent for just trans representation on screen. Yeah. Oh, just great job on every, on everything. I, I'm going to ask a very ignorant question, but after watching Joyland, there's a visual reference regarding Hitler. It's the, he's thinking about the beach and my version of the beach is. Pakistani cinema, which I'm very ignorant of. Are there a, a breadth of just amazing movies that I am missing? Because my beach would be to explore that that type of cinema. And should I be excited? Is there just I'm not going to say recommendations, but there must be so many. What is the what is it like in general? Is it as great as your film? You know. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, there's no way of answering that question with time. Yes like or no answer time. Yes or no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be honest. There are good films, though. There are few, unfortunately. Uh, there, I think there there is certainly um, reason to be excited because there are being far more made every year, and then you know some of them are good, some of them are very. Most of them are very commercially oriented. You know, so they're they're still trying. There's a like a. Uh, a movement to still try and a Bollywood in a certain way in, in terms of the big cinema, which, you know, is not necessarily my cup of tea. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, but the indie films, there are, you know, uh, every two, three years, we do get an independent film, which, which, which is exciting and, and new and fresh, you know, uh, Zindagi Tamasha is one, Kamli is one, Lal Kabutar is one, you know. So there have been films uh, in the past that, that are, uh, that are interesting and, and worthy of being looked at uh, for sure. But hopefully they like come more quickly, uh, you know, and back to back. Yeah, my final question is just a general question for each of you. This movie really is about the intricacies of family. And I was just wondering, how have each of your families received this film and your performances? They must be so proud of what you've done. And the B part of that is how has this movie in general changed each of your lives? I guess these are very hard to answer. And I apologize for this last question. So. No, no. Don't be sorry. No. Uh, Who goes first? <clears throat> okay, let me tell you a crack at this. The, I think there are two parts to the answer. One part is, hey folks, I'm cast in XYZ film. And the second part of, your, of the answer to that question is, hey folks, this is where the film is now, right? So at the first part, it was very much, uh, you know, like all wise parents, I think a family... Uh, like any wise family, they were concerned about things like, uh, you know, where's the durability of, 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 of the, the career and where is it, where is it going? And how do we know that this is the right move to make and, and all of that? You know, I mean, it's much safer to have a doctor and engineer at home. And I agree with that. Um, that was the first part of, of uh, what they experienced. But after it was out and after they've seen it, I've been seeing them 
transform into a PR firm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hype machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've yeah. been so supportive. Uh, my family has been so supportive, so loving. And, um, you know, every day I'll get a call, you know, and we'll be talking. They'll ask, okay, so what's happening with the film now? What happened now? Who saw it? What did they say about it? Have you been interviewed yet? What are they talking about? Did they like your performance? And I'm like, did you guys like the performance? And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But how, how are they receiving the film? So it's, you know, they're just, they're very excited to see where things are going. And they're very, very proud of the film. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think with my family, it was a little, it took them some time to understand that acting isn't just uh, something that anybody can do. You know, like for them, it was like, oh, it's one of those professions. Like, I mean, you could just get up and you could do it. But it's like, I... It took them some time to understand that no, no, it's an actual craft and that you have to hone it like any other craft. And most people are unable to do it, you know. So if I'm if I'm doing it, it's it's special and it's good, you know. So um I think it took them some time to treat it seriously. And then um they were a bit nervous when I said I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing my first feature film, um, because they were like, Oh, so does that mean that now you're gonna get more and more of your time to this craft? And I was like, Well, yep, that's the plan. So it took them some time, but then you know, my siblings saw uh the film recently actually and they were just kind of spellbound by the the story the story I think um it's just they were moved by the film and they were also aware that you know for me Alina and Ali was like a first feature film um and so they were really kind of they really respected that as well and they 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 were like they really appreciated our performances as well so it was it was nice to see that happen it was nice to know that you know they had uh, my back they had our back and they stood by the film so and now they're excited for our future like you said so that's it's very cool to see that you guys um मेरे लिए ये फैंडम हाँ मेरे लिए जो फिल्म ने बहुत सी जो चेंजिंग लाई वो सबसे बेहतर वो फैमिली के अगर बात करूँ तो वो ये थी कि 10-11 साल बाद मैं अपने घर गई और मैंने वहाँ पे रात गुजारी तो मेरे लिए ये बहुत एक खुशी की बात थी कि मैं इस फिल्म का हिस्सा बनी क्योंकि पाकिस्तान में तो नहीं अपॉर्चुनिटी बैगिंग या फैमिली यही समझती है कि अगर हमारी ट्रांस है और वो घर से बाहर है तो शायद वो कहीं बैगिंग कर रही है या जिसमें फ्रोशी है डांस फंक्शन कर रही है तो उस तरह से एक्सेप्टनेस नहीं थी पर यह था कि पहली फिल्म जब फिल्म को कैंस में अवॉर्ड मिला तो हम कैन के लिए गए तो मेरी मम्मी की कॉल आई वो काफ़ी मैंने उनसे कहा कि दुआ कीजिएगा कि हमारी फिल्म कामयाब हो मेरी रो पड़ी और फिर क्या उसे कहते हैं मैं कैन से फौरी घर गई दस ग्यारह साल बाद मैंने पूरी रात गुजारी और उसके बाद अभी तक दोबारा नहीं गुजारी नहीं मैंने दो बार फिर गुजारी वो रात मेरे लिए बहुत एक इम्पोर्टेंट थी तो मेरे लिए काफ़ी चेंजिंग थी क्योंकि मुझे मौका मिला बीन ह्यूमन नॉर्मल इंसानों की तरह दूसरों की कहानी का हिस्सा बनने का और बाकी मेरी फिल्म फैमिली ने अभी तरह उस तरह से फिल्म नहीं देखी पर यह कि वो बहुत खुश हैं कि मैं एक नॉर्मल लोगों की तरह काम कर रही हूँ अच्छा और चेंजिंग ये है कि आगे मजीद काम मिल रहे हैं और मजीद काम मिल रहे हैं पर हाँ मैं खुद भी चाहूँगी पर्सनली कि मैं अपनी ट्रांस कम्यूनिटी के लिए जो हमारी मीडिया इंडस्ट्री है थिएटर या ड्रामाज या कुछ भी कॉमेडी शोज मैं उनमें अपने लिए अपनी ट्रांस कम्युनिटी के लिए रास्ते बना सकूं ताकि उनको भी ये इज्जत या उनको भी ये मौका मिले कि वो अपनी फैमिली के दिलों में जगह बना सकें या वो एक बीन ह्यूमन नॉर्मल इंसान की तरह सबके साथ मिलके काम कर सकें जो कि मेरा बहुत अच्छा एक्सपीरियंस रहा और मैं जरूर चाहूँगी कि ऐसा मौका उनको भी मिले ताकि उनकी भी जिंदगी बेहतर हो सके और वो बैकिंग या इस तरह की चीज़ों से हटके वो एक नॉर्मल इंसान की तरह अपना रोजगार कमा के अपनी जिंदगी का गुजारा She said after after Cannes she went home when the film premiered and the the biggest change that she can think of that happened is the fact that she was able to go back home and spend a night there with her family for after for the first time after some eleven twelve years 
you know, like she wasn't, she was never really welcomed in that sense up until she, because for her family, they thought that her, you know, sort of um, being out and, and being trans meant for them that she would probably be stuck in, you know, something like begging or sex work, etc. And they never really thought that she would be a part of a profession which would also bring a certain level of dignity and, and, uh, and acceptance in, in, in such a big way that, you know, that she was able to get. So uh, the biggest thing for her is that, you know, she's, of course, closer to her family and then she's actually able to, to spend some time with them and, and, and be like a part of the family and, and, and feel normal in that sense. And uh, another thing that's happening, of course, is, you know, now she wants to pursue this as a proper career, you know, more work is coming her way and hopefully more will come her way. And, um, and then she wants to sort of make her space in the media industry and, and make space for other trans women as well in the media industry uh, for them to be able to enter that industry or any industry for that matter, you know, that, uh, that has a dignity associated with it. Um, yeah. Um, Nina's going to kill me. So um, I know it ch- changed your life as well. I'm going to leave you guys because I know you guys have a lot of interviews. Yes. I really love this film. Thank you so much for your time. Right. Thank, Thank you, Greg. Lovely talking Pleasure. to you. Bye-bye. Take care.